Blog Talk Radio. Eat a dick. Welcome to the war room. We got Tez, Kill, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, the hot block commander. How you want to end up one or two hour show and keep the brain running with the premise of talk sports on a national level? Both with the topic, sort of like the rubber. When it's game time, they like the fat five doing prime time. Sports conglomerates speak their minds a little bit. For sports medicine and sports veterans and greats. The 4 for 26, so the war ain't can wait. It's the war room with five nights at the round table. Five silly guys, diversified and educated. What up? What's good? War Room family, you're once again live in the War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports. On the War Room Sports Podcast Network, I'm one of your hosts. I'm the boy, Dev McMillan. I'm at the War Room Roundtable with my brothers. We've got Jimmy the Blueprint in the building. we got B. Austin in the building. Um, look, man, there's not a ton of conversation pieces going on in sports this week, but we're here for you every week at the same time regardless, man. Y'all can depend on that. So we're going to hit you with a few things that happen while you're on the grind and, and get up out of here. Plus, you know, if, if you can't hear by the sound of things, we, we, as usual, we're having a little bit of technical difficulties. So before this springs into something, you know, crazy, you know, we're going to hit y'all with two topics and get up out of here. But, of course, you know, y'all can get in on the conversation by signing in right now to the Body Hood chat room at blogtalkradio.com slash the war room. Or you could join us on Facebook or Twitter at War Room Sports. We'll also be taking your calls in about 15 minutes on the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline. at number is 323-410-0012. So whether you're with us or not live, uh, we just got to remind you that during the week, anytime we're not live on the air, you can still check out archive episodes of our show and all of the other partner shows on the War Room Sports Podcast Network either on our website at warroomsports.com or on one of the many major podcast listening platforms. You can hear us, The War Room, The Broad Street Line, Tissue and the Tape Hip Hop Show, uh, After Further Review, On the Couch with the Wilsons, and a whole lot more. So make sure you don't miss an episode of any of those amazing shows. What up, bros? Another day in America, another white man terrorizing a minority community. I say that with air quotes. Uh, what up? Man, what Joe Biden do? <laughs> oh, well, you know, his, his terrorism going to come slowly and methodically over the next four years, just like <laughs> every president. But <laughs> yo, man, but yeah, yo, blog so now you know they out here shooting up the, the Asian community at the at the massage parlors, though. Like at the come on, yo, man. no, not at the rubbing tug. First of all, yo, <sighs> man, listen, man, uh, yo. First of all, y'all gotta chill, man. Like, got no what are y'all, what are y'all accomplishing by doing that? Yeah, we shooting up churches, and now we shooting up massage parlors. We shooting up schools. Like, it, it got to be a better way. Got to definitely got to be a better way up here, man. Hey, yo, blog but, talk. Um, y'all need to get your act together. Y'all like NBA Top Shot right now, but not as bad. Right, right. It's blog yeah, talk doesn't like them. they're. They're like in their 15-year beta. <laughs> they're still, they're still trying to get the kinks out 15 years later. Oh, no doubt. All right, but look, man, yeah, so before, you know, we're burdened by growing technical difficulties, man, we're just going to get into this episode real quick, man. Of course, hot topics. 
are brought to you by my bookie, War Room Family. It's time for you to make some bread sports betting at my bookie. If you still haven't checked out my bookie, it's time to place your bets. Lay down some chicken on the biggest games in sports by joining the War Room and thousands of other online players placing bets at mybookie.ag. Write that website down, mybookie.ag. No excuses when you win. You get your money. You get it fast. No hassle. They even have in-game live betting, so you can place wages after Chef Curry backpedals into a bruised ass bone and is out for the next 10 weeks. Join now, and my bookie will match 50% of your first deposit up to $1,000. Just use the promo code WARROOM, all caps, one word, to activate this offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. Play, win, and get paid. That's all there is to it. So, Jim, I, I, don't, I don't know if you knew, but, you know, there's something going on right now or about to go on right now called the NCAA Tournament. March Madness is here. What up, B. Austin? Um, my question to you guys, man, just taking the temperature of this, because, you know, of course, the tournament was canceled last year because, you know, 20, 2020 was just that kind of year. So off the heels of that, you know, we're still having major problems with COVID especially surrounding this tournament. But is there any, like, does this feel the same to you guys? Like, are you excited about the tournament? Like, it, it's just not, it just doesn't feel the same to me right now. Nah, I mean, not, at, not at all. Not at all. And I can't, I can't put my exact finger on, on the why, but one of the things is, A, the COVID. world is not the same due to COVID. The world's not the same. But with the world not being the same, there's something that's different about an amateur playing sports, collegiate athlete, and a professional. For me, I don't feel as bad looking at professional sports, but the amateurs, it's just, it's just not there. It's not the same energy. It's not the same purity for me. I don't, I don't know how, how y'all feel. I mean, for one, the, the 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 teams that generally bring the most heat to the tournament, I know aren't in it, like the Kentuckys and Dukes. You know, um, that's a real rap. So, that too. Yeah, I had no clue. So they're not there. <laughs> yeah, see, you didn't have no clue. Yeah, that's the thing, no, though. No. I didn't realize um, college hoops started, but you know, but I do right. know that Duke and Kentucky ain't there because I saw some folks online saying, "What's the point of the tournament if Duke and Kentucky ain't there?" I'm like, "Yo, they're not even that good." But right. I mean, you know, first but, of all, the structure's off. Like Jim said, like, you know, usually, you know, tip-off is noon on Thursday. So we'll be deep into the tournament right now. Right now, um, all they're playing, like the first of the the first four, the basically the play-in games, is, is at halftime right now. And the second of those play-in games starts in just a few minutes from now. Usually Thursday, we're already in the midst of, you know, three, four upsets, you know, some buzzer beaters, just just a lot of hype, a lot of good stuff going on. Um, secondly, like you said, Jim, like, you know, there's a lot of quote-unquote blue bloods that aren't even in the tournament this year for one reason or the other. Um, we, we're still having some issues going on right now as they, you know, await the official start of the tournament, which is tomorrow because, you know, I don't count that first four stuff, but – Knock yourself out to the teams that that's trying to get in. Of course, the first four every year contains a uh, includes a MEAC team. So shout out to Norfolk State. Um, do your thing, but yeah. But um, what I was saying 
like they're still having issues surrounding COVID. Like positive tests are coming in. They've made protocol to where, you know, if any team has a positive test around them, you know, due to even just contact tracing, they're going to have to forfeit the game. And the team that they were supposed to play is going to move on to the next round. All the games are going on in Indiana, most of them in Indianapolis. Um, They're kind of trying to bubble up at some of these hotels, keeping certain teams on the floor of this hotel and the other teams on other floors. Six referees have been sent home because one of them had a positive test. So due to contact tracing, um, (laughs) all six of them had to go. And these are six of the best referees that college basketball has to offer. So it just doesn't feel the same. You know, not saying that even though I haven't followed basketball, college basketball much this season, not to say that, you know, come noon tomorrow, I'm not going to be sitting in the cave with, you know, four TVs on and, and, and some pizza and some wings. You know, not saying that at all. I'm going to watch hoops, but it just doesn't feel the same, man, at all. So, and, and, and for another – Jim, B, I haven't looked at a bracket. <laughs> I don't know who's in the bracket. I don't know who's playing where. Just not feeling it, man. Just not feeling it. But hoops is hoops, and I'm going to watch some hoops. But – um. Yeah, it's, it's yeah we gonna watch. We gonna watch, yeah, but I'm we ain't invested. The days that this goes You're not invested. Yeah, not at all. Not at all. I, so you know, I didn't do a bracket. War Room Sports doesn't have a bracket uh, uh, contest this year, and this is the first time since uh, since War Room Sports was founded that there was a tournament going on, and we haven't had one. But no, I think this might be the second. I think this might be the second. We've, we've done that before? Because I know there wasn't one, yeah. one last year, but there was no tournament last year. Are we skipped yeah, one no, before we missed that? one before. Yeah, I, uh, the reason I know that is because I think it popped up in my mentions the other day, my uh, memory jaunt the other day. And I was like, oh, we skipped one before. Uh, but either way, though, somebody we generally com- have one. Somebody was complaining. Y'all ain't got no brackets. We're tired of giving y'all ninjas free money. We ain't charging nobody to get in the brackets. That's just free money right there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Shout out to Fred Purdue, who's yeah. the ass betting. <laughs> <laughs> on, the, on, the, on, the, on the college football pick'ems, that's more free money, and that's not even really our game. It's just, you know what I mean, just hosted by War Room Sports. Word, word to, word to but Fred, we end up paying off. for it because your man, like Jimmy said, be ass betting. But it's all good. We got to keep our constituents happy, even if, you know, Bull doing what he's doing. So, yeah, um, we're going to see. You know what I'm saying? You know, maybe I'll take a peek at the brackets tonight and just, you know, pick me a winner <laughs> from all household. In fact, you like this, you don't go all chalk. You go all underdog. Yeah, I mean, because I, I have a feeling that it's not going to go smooth. I think there are going to be some forfeits. Um, I would just pick Villanova, but I know they've had, you know, they've had some injuries lately that's going to make that probably impossible to do. I don't know. This might be the year when some yeah. mid-major end up winning the tournament because, you know. You said there's not, not there's definitely like, going to be, you're saying there's definite, definitely going to be some issues? <laughs> so it's, it's definitely, yeah, definitely. Definitely going to be some issues. I mean, I'm not hoping for that or anything, but, you know, they're having issues now on the eve 
of the tournament. And, you know, for anybody out there who counts these first four as tournament games, then, you know, they're having issues now while the tournament is in play. So, um, like I said, we'll see. So, we'll see how that goes. Now. So so is this is this because society needs games of amusement for distraction? Or I know the answer to my own question. Or is this just merely the money? Is it just merely the money? Money over life. I mean, for them it's definitely money. But, you know, you get money by amusing society (laughs) with the games of amusement. So it goes hand in hand. right. Bread and circus. So, yeah, the game going on now, Texas Texas Southern at Mount St. Mary's. Mount St. Mary's is up 10 as we speak. The other game... Um, is going to be Drake versus Wichita State. That tips off at 6.27 p.m. on TBS. My bad. Hopefully, the first hopefully four. Wichita four State has a... At 8.40 p.m. Eastern Time, Appalachian State versus the MEAC representative, Norfolk State. And then at 9.57 p.m., um, UCLA versus Michigan State. So, you, you know, you got some – of course, they, they leave the quote-unquote heavyweights to play later, even though they're still 11 seeds trying to play their way into the tournament. Um, yeah, you know, maybe I'll peek in at, uh, at a couple of these at some point. I mean, I got two of them up on the screens now, not really watching because Texas Southern and Mount St. Mary's, like, really? Wichita State has a push of T on their roster. <laughs> I know they're hoping that too. All right, so, all right, man. So, another news, man. Big news in the NFL this week. I mean, news we expected, news we kind of already knew, but Drew Brees officially announced his retirement, and he kind of he did it on Instagram, um, and his children did it. His four kids were sitting on the couch and basically told you that their dad was gonna. Um, after 20 years in NFL, 15 years with the New Orleans Saints, he was going to finally stay home and spend more time with them. Um, he put a little statement in his Instagram post as well. He said basically the same thing. After 20 years as a player in the NFL, 15 years as a Saints, time I retire from the game of football each day, I poured my heart and soul into being your quarterback. To the very end, I exhausted myself to give everything I had to the Saints organization. Definitely exhausted his arm as well, but that wasn't in there. Um, he said, my, the Saints organization, my team in the great city of New Orleans, we shared some amazing <laughs> moments together, many of which were emblazoned in our hearts and minds and will forever be a part of us. You have molded me, strengthened me, inspired me. You've given me a lifetime of memories. My goal for the last 15 years was striving to give you everything you had given to me and more. I'm only retiring from playing football. I'm not retiring from New Orleans. This is not goodbye. Rather, a new beginning. Now, my real life's work begins. And I guess his real life's work is probably him trying to make amends for them dumbass comments he made last year. Um, <laughs> Drew Brees, 13 trips to the Pro Bowl, two AP Offensive Player of the Year awards, 2006 Walter Payton Man of the Year. Uh, NFL record, 80,358 yards, passing 571 touchdown passes, and a 67.7 completion percentage. Um, And, of course, the Saints and Drew Brees won the Super Bowl uh, back in, what was that, 2009, I think it was. 
Either yeah. way, we all know, you know, this is not one of those things where we ask HOF or FOH. We pretty much know the answer to that, and I'm pretty sure you guys, yeah. you know, we I all agree on add, that. Uh, okay, oh, go ahead. I just want to add good riddance, that's all. <laughs> and a good riddance from, from Jim. Uh, uh, but what I will ask you guys, though, you know, we don't really jump into much of those GOAT conversations or anything like that. Um, knowing he's not that anyway, but with everything that I read, with his accolades, with his records, and, and, and everything that he's done in the NFL, around where would you place him in the pantheon of NFL quarterbacks? Um, three, I definitely would top five, him top at the 10, end. top 15, yeah. top 20. What do you think? At the end of his career, I would place him as a quarterback that would lose in an arm wrestling contest <laughs> to Chad Pennington. Um, <laughs> Damn. Uh, top, top 10. Top 10. Uh, can I name 10 better? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I got to think about top, this. Top 15. Top 15, possibly. Top 15, yeah. I'm thinking top 15, I mean, not necessarily I mean, top 10. Without, without putting a lot of thought into it, I might be able to make a squeeze in top 10, but I know for a fact probably top 15. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um. Without, you know. And this is the the beauty of our show. Like we don't talk about this stuff <laughs> beforehand. I didn't even know what question I was going to ask y'all, so I didn't think about it either. Just off the top, I would I would probably go somewhere top seven, something like that. I, I, I might. Yeah. And you think higher? You think you think more higher of uh, Drew no, I, mean, I know for it, a fact, and I do. It's obviously possibly to be obviously I do. Um, but I always looked at Drew Brees as one of those guys where the talent wasn't at a premium that he was that he was right. playing with. You know what I'm saying? So if, if we, when you have that or that kind of contextual argument, it's like best receiver. I mean, they, they're, Michael Thomas is supposed to be one of the better receivers in the league um, now. Joe Horn, Drew Brees. Joe, Drew, Drew Brees kind of got him when he was <laughs> when he was pretty much washed. Um, he still put up some numbers with him, but you know we we talked about the arm strength and all that kind of stuff. Um, I ain't gonna lie to I'm you. Thinking, I don't like boy anyway. So, I mean, you have a lot of reason not to like him now, especially after his you know his his comments, his most recent comments that. He's been trying to walk back for the last six months. But, you know, I'm just being objective with it. I, I think Drew Brees, if if we want to say that cliche, you know, he, he did the most with the least type thing. I mean, I think his best receiver, you said Joe Horn, his best receiver might have been um, the the ball from Hofstra, seventh-round pick from Hofstra. Yeah, that's that ball. dumb nice. I just yeah. said Joe Horn just but, uh, as an example but, of. But it's like one of those things that, that like, is he even like? Does he even become that nice if he's not playing with somebody like a Drew Brees? So that's you know I always just wonder that. But I I was always a big fan of his. Um, so uh, 
don't know. But yeah, uh, F. Drew Brees for for the for the you know his quote unquote his non understanding take on a serious issue that affects the black community um, last year. But objectively, yeah, I got him somewhere in the in the top seven. Dude was a beast for a lot of his career, and he was a he was a crazy overachiever because Drew Brees wasn't. Even though he was great at Purdue, he wasn't supposed to be this in the NFL. I mean, y'all see how quickly um, San Diego gave up on him, and then, you know, it was history from there. So uh, shout-out to his career. Moving forward, though. How many, uh, how many passing Winston, yards, passing yards eight, did you say? 80,358, most in NFL history. 80,000. They trying to get your man in the Hall of Fame. What do you got, like 30-something, 40? But that's a whole different story. Ooh, my man, <laughs> who I hope you ain't and who I think you are listening to. Yeah, your man, that they, you know, people would love to get in the Hall of Fame, but, you know. The drunk, <laughs> the drunkard? <laughs> yeah, the, the drunk boy with, uh, the drunk boy with, uh, 32,000 yards. I'm sorry, 37,000 yards. Oh, I hope he slip on a banana peel and don't come back from it. Never mind. It ain't nice. Um, <sighs> salute to, salute to Drew. Salute to Drew. Typical, uh, typical Aryan uh, supremacist, but, you know. <laughs> great, great I got a question for Jimmy. Now that Drew made those comments, who you like more? Uh, Drew Brees or, or Brett Favre. Uh, man. I knew that. I knew that was coming. <laughs> Coy Detmer. Yo, the crazy <laughs> part is that Jim even got to think about that. That just show you the levels of disdain he got for Favre because Favre, you know, he ain't even do nothing like that. He ain't say nothing like that. Yo, Jim just don't like that. Favre out here, Favre out here sending, Favre out here sending pictures of his hammer to unsolicited the women. Yo, that's out of control. Them, man. <laughs> not even on the Sunday circle. I ain't mad. I'm supposed to be mad at that. I'm supposed to be mad at that. What's the audacity? You gotta have to do that. Like they, they unsolicited. <laughs> yo, six and they, they didn't even have a conversation. He was just like, yo, yo, Jimmy, somebody got her Jimmy, number. Watch this. Jimmy about to make up a rumor that Favre was hanging out with Darion Sharpier. Yo. <laughs> Yo, Far was just sitting at the crib one night like she gonna get this hammer. <laughs> she gonna Yo, see this hammer. Crazy. Like I'm, <laughs> listen, man, I ain't I'm not, listen, I'm not gonna call and say hello. I'm not gonna text and ask yeah, permission. She gonna like, see this hammer. Even, like yo, they had a relationship. Like listen, man, I, listen. Everybody got a little little creep squad in them, but that's beyond creep squad. That's just like yo, come on, Far. <laughs> yo, he yeah, like you kind of gotta get oh, permission God, for that. I, I got. And I got, that that got man. Him. That is full of audacity right there. Because it's, like, it's different. It's different. If she if don't if dig it, if she don't like it, she could put you on blast. And, and now you're joint Yo, all over the internet. Yo, it's different if y'all having a conversation. Y'all got a relationship, like some sort of. Even if y'all flirting, whatever it may be. <laughs> Yo, just unsolicited though. Like imagine her. She just looking at text like Bing, and she open it, and it's like, Yo, come on, man. <laughs> Scott, you said. Man. He said Drew Brees. He's like right. He said he got to go to lunch with Cap or something. <laughs> he got to do something. And he said his numbers qualify him as top five. Um, but he said when they when they went to the bowl, he had five receivers. Uh, Meacham, Marcus Colston, you naming all these guys, where were they before and after Drew Brees? Like, tell the truth. 
and I love Marcus Colston, but really? You said five, and then you named Meacham and Marcus Colston. So it was other three that Who the other we're three? worth talking about. What do you have, like, oh, Kenny Stills or somebody? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Those aren't. That ain't talent. Uh, all I'm a, listen, man, I mean, numbers are crazy because, uh, you know, as as you'll see in all the sports, as time changes, the game changes, the numbers become, like, more meaningless. You know, as, as you get older, you recognize that because – there's going to be some young boys now that's going to put all oh, the Yeah, because um, Patrick Mahomes about to throw for 150,000 yards. Yeah. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes is about to break every record known to man if he can stay healthy. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, so, yeah, shout-out to Drew Brees' career. But moving but again, forward, man, they again, gave Jameis another one-year contract, and they still have Taysom Hill under contract. What are they going to do? What do y'all think they should do? I mean, Taysom is a, you know what I'm saying, like, you know, the MVP, Lamar Jackson is a poor man, Taysom Hill. So, but, yo, this, this, and I know we're talking football, but when you look at all the sports, you look at, like, the three-point records and the scoring records that are being broken because the game is changing, um, and you see the records that Patrick Mahomes has the possibility to break. This just reinforces how dominant Wilt was because – even as people break these records, yo, my man still his name is still sitting around somewhere. Yo, he set records that yo, I don't know if they'll ever be broke. Like, even as the game changes and scoring and things become easy, why is his name still at the top of every list? <laughs> every record, every record somebody gets, every quote unquote club somebody joins, well, sitting right there, like welcome. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I just go to tell you, like, yeah. even it's like, I don't know how long it'll be. He's sitting there, like, like, what took y'all so long? <laughs> welcome. <laughs> All right, so um, yeah, I, I'm I'm curious to see what they're going to end up doing in in New Orleans, though. But we ain't gonna spend no time on it. Um, any of these NFL free agency moves that have taken place in the last few days? Like anything that that really catches y'all interest like anything exciting <laughs> in free agency uh one of the things that i would like to bring to attention is that Jadavion Clowney, Fred produced man crush he's he's close i wouldn't call him a bust but he don't do much numbers wise in the league he really don't He's he like had his moments, then he went out last season and, and overvalued himself, kind of played himself. Yeah. You know, with, with the yeah. number he put on himself. He's a he's a big-name free agent on the market who averages four sacks a, game, a year, five sacks a year. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I want, Skyview, you're in the chat room, man. I, I just want to know if you shed some tears the other day because the Patriots stole Jerry Rice, I mean, Nelson Aguilar from y'all. Two years, $26 million deal. <laughs> oh, Nelly, get to, get to go drop some passes up at Gillette Stadium this year. Um, but, yeah, he, he he definitely had a good season last last year. Um, Skyview definitely overrated what he was doing, though. But I guess when the bar is damn near on the floor, you know, somebody can brag about, you know, you catching now, Scott, two, now three Scott, passes per game. telling the truth now. <laughs> yeah, uh, Leonard Floyd signed with the Rams. Uh, well, you know, a lot of people got their own guys back. Um, 
Bud Dupree signed with the Titans. Uh, Patriot, Patriots are signing everybody. They've spent over a hundred million dollars in free agency so far. So it's I ain't never, I ain't never thought I'd see the Patriots do it. But it, it's definitely the last time they did it. The last time they went on a spending spree was the year before the dynasty started, when they, you know, before they went to the Super Bowl against the Rams. So now they're back in the mix, spending a bunch of money. I guess it really aided Bill Belichick to see Brady, you know, go elsewhere and win another trophy. So now they're going for it. I really didn't understand the the re-signing of, of Cam Newton. Um and that's not from from my perspective. It's basically from the Patriots' perspective because they didn't really seem like they were too enamored with what he had done for them um, the previous season. Uh, what's I their heard, draft position? So I'm thinking maybe they're going to re-sign him for a year and then try to grab something in the draft or something. What would you say, LB? I, I heard a uh, uh, explanation. I don't, I don't know that I call it logical. But what they said was pri pre didn't he go down with COVID? He did. He did. He had COVID. Yeah, so pre missed, so pre COVID it was said that he was balling relatively. He was doing well. COVID happened, he came back, he was off balling. the square due to COVID. Relative yeah, to what? Yeah, I, I He he had I moments I, early. I, I would agree with that. Yeah, he had balling. So, like, so they're saying that given that he was coming off of a major injury, that if he's given a full season to rehab or a full season he rehab, full season to train, get in the best shape he can and learn the playbook, he'll come back and duplicate what happened pre COVID. That that's that's the logic. And for fourteen million for a starting Q B he's somewhat of a discount. I guess that that's the argument being yeah, made for why that's definitely a discount. Um, and and but the thing is, you know, he hasn't proven it in the last couple of years. But we know something is in there somewhere with Cam. There's something if he can get it back, you know, that that's in there. So I mean, I guess if you have Cam at that kind of a discount as a bridge to you and your next franchise quarterback, I guess that's not the worst position that you can be in. Um, uh, the Chicago Bears have signed Andy Dalton. And I'm looking at, you know, everything right now, everything, even Andy Dalton might end up being their starter. Mitch Trubisky is, is gone. He's been picked up by the Buffalo Bills. Um, so we're, you know, 100% sure that's in a backup capacity because uh, the Bills, uh, their, their franchise quarterback definitely came of age, came into his own last season. Um but but yeah, nothing out there, you know. I hear a couple of Eagles fans complaining that the Eagles, you know, they sitting back while everybody else is signing. Well, they're not sitting back. They don't have any money in their wallet. <laughs> Every move the Eagles have made was to try to get some cap relief. They're, they've restructured a bunch of deals. They've released some veterans: Alshon Jeffrey, Malik Jackson, um, Deshaun Jackson. They're trying. Like the Eagles were like eighty million dollars over the cap. So you know. Sorry, Eagles fans, the same guys that y'all were cheering them on when they were picking up these free agents and giving them these big contracts, they're the ones that's crippling them now <laughs> to the point where they can't go out and, and join the, the signing frenzy. So y'all got to get over it. 
<laughs> dudes got old and they they're making too much money, so they gotta go. Um, they've also given Zach Ertz permission to seek a trade. Um, so that's going down. Um Yeah, so as as it does every year in the in the NFL, man, the landscape is changing. Bunch of new faces and new places. But y'all before we move on, y'all got any other ones that just caught your attention? Nah, I mean nothing really. No. Yeah. Other than other than uh, you know, Gavi's guy leaving. I was gonna bring that up, but we already cooked him for that, so no. <laughs> uh, let me see what Skyview got on it. Uh, nah. Unless he was talking about it in this comment, he said, "Yeah, that was raggedy. <laughs> We're gonna get ODB though." Yeah, I guess that's that is what he's talking about. Yo, he he said that was raggedy, but they gonna go get Odell Beckham. So it was like. We got rid of one Jerry Rice, so we got to go get another one. If y'all get Odell Beckham, <laughs> then I'd drive Aguilar to the airport four times. <laughs> like, and put him on get... four different flights to oblivion, but we'll the see. Son of I mean, he also said, why is everybody running to Arizona? Um, I mean, people see stuff. I mean, they, they're they're trying building live, a little something. They're trying, they trying to live. Like and they got money to give. Yeah, so. All right, so, uh, oh, B, you back. I don't know what happened, but I saw you. saw you waiting to get unmuted. All right, so, uh, yeah, that's NFL free agency this week in a nutshell. And NBA news, B. Austin came back just in time. My young cousin, LaMelo Ball, returns to L.A. to take on the Lakers tonight for the first time uh, in his career. Um, Crazy thing about it is the Lakers – you know, teams are starting to loosen up and, you know, have a few fans in the stand. In the stands, you know, a lot of teams go with like 3,000 people a night. L.A. plans to do that, but they're not doing it until April. So on his first trip back, his parents still don't get to see him play live. That's that's crazy because, you know, it's just a whole different world from when Lonzo was drafted. When Lonzo was drafted, everybody got to go to the draft, sit in the green room and all of that kind of stuff. LaMelo's draft was virtual. Like, they've played half a season already, and his parents, his family, has not been able to see him play in person yet. Like, they watch him play on TV. His mom wasn't allowed allowed to watch him anywhere. (laughs) Why wasn't she allowed to watch him? (laughs) What are you talking about? (laughs) I don't don't even get my I'm 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 trying to ignore what he just said. All I'm gonna say is that young man is one of the better, the best basketball players in the entire league. Ooh, <laughs> he, he definitely <laughs> he trying to get at you now, B. Um, no, I'm just saying. Like, no, but but real talk, it, it is kind of messed up though. Like you're gonna be that close. Like imagine, you know, imagine you guys had a, a kid playing a professional sport, and for the first time, like he comes home. And you haven't been a- been able to see him live yet, and he's that close, and you still can't go see him live. Like, that's kind of messed up. Hey. You know, I'm pretty sure they're going to visit with him outside of Staples Center, or, you know, Levar never lost, so he might find a way to get up in Staples Center for that. Sitting the suite, never lost. I don't know, never lost. So they might be in the building tonight. Um, one thing about this, he was asked. 
uh, how he feel. They didn't ask him how it feels to go play at home, how does it feel to play, you know, that close to your to your parents or whatever. They asked this dude how he feels playing against LeBron James for the first time. And surprisingly, you know, he basically, you know, they asked him if he was excited about playing with LeBron. And he was like, um, I mean, nah. <laughs> he said, I grew up a little different, not really on basketball like that, so not really. Because um, we all know the stories of LeBron being Lonzo's idol as he was growing up. So I, I read in between the lines to basically say, I mean, basically him saying, like, you know, I ain't really grow up like Koloffing like that. Like, dudes was dudes, and, and it's whatever. So he's really not looking at this whole game as, oh, I get to play against LeBron for the first time. What do you feel about that, B, in a league where everybody's a nice guy, everybody's a Koloff, even the guy we're talking about, the the, the greatest player in the last decade kind of goes out of his way to to be overly nice and overly complimentary of everybody else. Is this a, a breath of fresh air for you, that is a rookie that comes uh, in during this time nah, in the world we nah, live in and ain't sweating these nah. Nah, nice try. I see what you did there, though. Nah, but, nah um, because it's I him think, or nah? Because I have a feeling that this nah, is somebody we, I, besides him. In this, you be out there in this like, day and in this in this day and age in this time, you know, as the scripture says, right will be wrong and wrong will be right. So when we see something that's just basically the right thing to do, i.e., have a little bit of dignity about yourself, it's it's like we celebrate it because so many of these dudes are dignity less. Um, and they grew Dame, up no? with limited. Uh, we celebrate Dame Lillard. Dame Lillard. I celebrate you Dame have. because I, I like I like a guy that has bars and can uh, almost match his. Well, I'm not, talking I'm about, say I ain't talking about own. the bars. I ain't I ain't talking about the bars. You celebrate Dame when we talk about stuff like he ain't trying to super team up and all of that kind of stuff, and he huh. ain't yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah, celebrate yeah, Carmelo yeah, Anthony yeah. because he ain't sitting on the plane yeah. singing pop songs with the rest of these dudes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You I noticed that you picking, you picking, you picking dudes, you picking dudes that have uh, approved are proven commodities as opposed to a few games into their career. I mean, well, you know, that's, young Melo, they kind of show Melo right now. <laughs> you want to be honest about <laughs> young Melo, young Melo, young Melo right now. Old Melo's career is, a, is as long as Young Melo's life. I would hope he is. LeBron, the exception. He's different. So him not Koloffing is not worth praise because he ain't proved himself on the court yet? I mean, nah, it's cool. I'm not knocking him. It's a good thing that he has dignity. He's supposed to believe in himself. He ain't supposed to be on on people jockstrap. What you think of what you think of Young Mellow as a player, B? What you what you think of Young Mellow as a player? It's too early. It's too early. Yo, I really don't know. I mean, if everybody, if y'all notice, like uh, we and B, we got this inside thing going on, you know, with with Mellow. But I'm still, I'm really trying to get to the bottom of why you're letting his dad make you, you know, have have disdain for him. If it's no, a lot, not, I don't, I don't, I don't have a thing. I'm, I'm just, I'm waiting to see. I'm gonna take a wait and see approach Yo, as to how love, good he's love, gonna be. You love Dame Dollar. You love Dame Dollar for the same reasons, from an attitude standpoint, that that the way this young man carries himself. 
It's just that his well, name but is in fair in fairness, that that's true. But at this stage of his career, if I compare Dame when Dame was half a season into his career, I wasn't a, a Dame supporter right. like that. I, I feel you. I feel you on that. And and of course we gotta wait and see because you know you know half the stuff we say to you is tongue in cheek, but at the same time you can tell us how you feel about him as a rookie. You can't front on that because as a rookie, he's not just better than every other rookie. He's better than a lot of people, you know, who's been in this league for a minute and had a chance to prove themselves. You gotta watch these players. Better players in the league. He's about he's about basketball. He's improving his game, which is scary. I mean, ha- half of the league is a bunch of Richard holsters. He's not that. And he's not even Jim. He's not even the defensive liability that I thought he would be. No. Don't nobody play Crazy defense part in the league. Is, Crazy part is his big brother's getting better. So it's like, I mean, I don't know what to tell you, bro. You better just accept the never, fact that never he's going the ball. Never lost, except for with Jello. Never lost. I mean, and Jello, Jello is just not bright because Jello would have got to run just being Jello if he didn't go overseas and commit crimes. Right, <laughs> right, exactly. But but it's even with Jello being Jello, can nobody in this world tell me and convince me that Jello ain't better than Frank Nitakila? <laughs> Yo, why no. is Bo in the NBA? Yo, hold up. Yeah, he what bothers me is like I can't. Yo, I can't imagine how Jello feels, right? To to have two brothers that are in the league. I mean, I guess Jello, that's what uh, the Manning boys. He gonna kill. He gonna kill us, yo. <laughs> yo, he might though. Yo, and I, and I can see your older brother because you know he was supposed to be that guy of the family, but yo, now your younger brother has come in. And he shines so much that people don't, you know, people outside of us don't even talk about Jello anymore. And I'm only yeah, trying Joe, to keep Dev, his memory Dev, alive because I'm a fan. Even, I, I like Jello. Dev didn't like even Jell-O. attempt to sign Jello to the agency. He said, "No, nah, I'm yeah, not taking that meeting." No, I like Jello, man. Um, like I said, but the only case I got for him is he better than Frank Nitekila. Other than that, I don't know. Crazy part is, 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 is Frank is Frank Jello He has the best J out of all of the the Ball brothers, but I still don't think he's a good enough shooter to where he can stick in the league where that's all you can do. Because you know what I'm saying you got to be JJ to be as slow as Jello, as non-athletic as Jello. Even though on their little reality show he. He and his agent claimed he had a 42-inch vertical. Um, I'll believe it when he gets signed in the G League and, and actually plays. But, yeah, I, I, like to be that slow, not be like known as a defender or anything like that, like you have to shoot like a Redick or somebody of that ilk. Like he can shoot, but his, like, he, he just doesn't have that label, just shooter. That's that's the only thing. Defense can keep you in the league. If you're a defensive stopper, shooting can keep you in the league. And definitely both, you know, with the new 3 and D term that they use um, ad nauseum. But, yeah, he he just don't have enough, man. He don't have enough. But, but B, you're going to come around on the young bull. Because, you know, what this this reminds me of, Jim. This, this reminds me of B and Kobe, Kobe. back in the, in the late 90s. 
He gonna come around. Yeah, Mark he gonna have Kobe to. He's here. He a real hooper, so he he gonna have to come. You gonna uh, have to come around. You just gonna have to say F's and pops. I knew, I knew, I knew what Kobe was, man. Kobe made me uncomfortable. Well, this book gonna make you uncomfortable as far as whatever point guard you love. Trust me, he gonna make you uncomfortable. Watch him play, man, because I know you be talking to. I know you don't be watching him play. <laughs> Watch the ball play, man. The funny is, you know, his game listen. looks awkward. It don't look all super smooth and pretty and nothing like that. But yo, he get it done. And his bro, passing. I've never seen uh, this. This this not even hyperbole, bro. I've never seen vision like this since Magic. Like I just haven't. And oh my gosh! No, half a season I'm, 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 in. Uh, you gotta watch. I'm just being honest. Like, <laughs> I'm talking about it. I'm not talking about like, you. Talking you about haven't it. seen he's vision as good as like this. Just said vision. No, no, I know that. I know that. I know he would. I know. Listen, I know. Hey, I'm not talking that, about accomplishments or what he will do. I'm just talking about like. I know, no, no, you talking shown. purely. You talking purely skill set, pure skill. Yeah, man. You I haven't know. seen vision like this since, man. For real. Yeah. I got an article uh, up now where they're asking them about that though, so it's like we're not the only ones impressed by how this dude sees stuff. Like, they're asking him about this specifically. First thing they ask him about his game is, like, how do you, you know, because they're saying his real talent is passing and his command of the floor. Um, Let me read this excerpt to you. The real talent is passing and command of the floor. Only a blessed few players bring a special sense of anticipation for where their teammates are headed, for where the defense lurks. So Melo has the guts and dexterity to throw a behind-the-back pass while running almost full speed and a knack for tossing soft lobs that catch leaping teammates at the precise time. He's already comfortable at spotting the angles and knowing the width of passing lanes, the tools that allow for playmaking and creativity. And, yes, in this article they also mention the name Magic Johnson. When they asked him, he said, growing up with my pops having me play up in age, I could always see passing lanes and certain stuff that I always saw at a young age. So, you know, he wasn't real articulate in his explanation of it. But – you know, a lot of people in that situation, not like you ask somebody about their best attribute, what they're going to say. To them, it feels natural. To everybody else, we we out here on TV measuring width of passing lanes and all of this crap that they just said in this excerpt. Boy, just out there playing. <laughs> and, it's, Yo, and it's crazy. I mean, I know it sounds crazy. That's why I didn't really want to say it. But that, that's how I feel watching the ball. When you, Yo, I'm, be, just watch him play, be awesome. That's all I'm going to say. I ain't going to say nothing to you, bro. Like, Watch him play. I am. I'm gonna keep I'm sending these texts. Like, Listen, man, we talking, we talking <laughs> magic, magic Johnson, man. I'm not, I'm not dealing with Mellows Johnson Bro. right now. Oh. We gonna let Matt, <laughs> yeah. Matt, Paul, that Paul. That's that's what that's, that's how I feel about the whole. Yo, they talking about dude in the same rarefied air. And listen, I take shots. I take as shots a passer. At they not saying he is good as bull. They not even saying that's as a it. rookie. They not even saying you know. They, they not leading the Hornets it, it, to the it, to the chip this year. He might lead them to the playoffs. No, man, act like I just, act I like you thought it. the Hornets was gonna make the playoffs this year or come close to it. Bro, act listen, like you thought. I, that. Here's my thing. Go ahead. Folks, folks know. <laughs> folks know. Folks know. Um. Whoa. Pause. That like you know how high I hold Magic in regards to being a basketball player. Yes, and, I do. So Magic is why is, Jimmy fell I'm, in love with basketball. 
Real talk. Yo, Magic was my favorite player. As a kid, Magic was my favorite player playing basketball. It is what it is. And part of it was his unselfishness to get everybody involved. I've never seen anything. Now, I know people will say, what about Jason Kidd? It's different. It's different. Like, Jason Kidd was good at what he did. But this dude's vision and his angles, like, yo, I've, I've watched several games and plays where I'm like, yo, how do you even see that? Like, it don't make – and the, the article describes it perfectly. Like, Bull be going full speed. It's not like he's in the in the half yeah. court full speed and just makes a pass. With and either I'm like, hand. With either hand. How he know? Is, is that <laughs> be mad. You like, again, as cool season, this young boy. <laughs> as the season goes on, this young man. Mellow Johnson. Uh, y'all holding on to Melo. He's gonna be he, he's gonna be competing for an MVP in the future, and you're Ooh, basically wow. he's gonna play himself. In, he's gonna get to the point where you're gonna have no choice. That's all. Kobe. He's not. He just likes to let go. He ain't no choice. He's gonna he gonna threaten all the point guards you love, especially like your Sam Cassells and your Chauncey Billups <laughs> and all them boys well, he you love. Oh, he already better than both of them. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> killing you. I'm gonna let Sam. I'm gonna let Sam know too. I'm gonna let Sam Sam know. Be like, Rump supposed to be mad at that. I'm supposed to be mad at that. <laughs> oh my god, y'all drunk. <laughs> All right, man. So that's what's up. I'm watching the game tonight. <laughs> National TV. And, and why they on national TV? Go ahead and ask. Go ahead and ask, D. Because they wasn't on the schedule. Same before. reason that same reason they be on national TV if Jello was playing. We all know it's, it's about attention. Wow. What do you mean it's about attention? They pop ain't said nothing in in twelve months. They didn't they shut him up. No he can't even come to the game. Boy, he's creating his own attention now. No Never lost. Point proven. You got, bro, you got two kids that are basically walking triple doubles. Like, they both flirt with a triple double every game. They be, be yeah, triple. The young, the, the old head, the older brother is not a, a triple single dude anymore. He, he's not no more. He out here getting seventeen assists and whatnot. Like he putting up. Like, yeah, yeah, I saw that. Saying. I saw that. I, I feel, I feel, I feel like yo. Part of me honestly feels like his little brothers like made him step his game. Like he's feeling threatened, or even, or it might be a better coaching because he has a like you know. They say yeah. that all the players and I, I think it's a little bit of everything under Van Gundy. So it could be coaching. Out here too, they seem to like little Van brother Gundy out here with playing better. Carefree attitude. He like, yo, I got to be more aggressive. Because, I mean, everybody knows, you know, who's being honest. They know Bull got it in him. Like, he was, he was the second pick for a reason. They were really high on dude when they picked him. And every time, you know, he goes out there, that's the same thing everybody's saying. Like, Blonzo's just not being aggressive. He's out there looking like he's trying to appease everybody so much. He he never stops to do his thing. And it seems like he's doing that more. He's pushing the pace more. Like, Jimmy's getting his assist up and all that kind of stuff. And he's a good defender. He's a good defender. You know, he's yeah. been that. I guess it doesn't hurt. Leader. It doesn't hurt when no. you got like the two guys on the wing like coming into their own. Like you know, Zion is a beast, and yeah. Olive Oil. You can throw a hoop at any game. point. So, <laughs> yeah, so they're all they're all like growing together, Pauls, and I think that they they you know, and they got a better coach that they all seem to play better under. So I mean, that could be part of it. Yo, all right, so Zion, bro, I didn't know Zion was gonna be able to do what he's doing right now, bro. He's a bully. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he. he Yo, he's he like was. a walking dunk. 
He's too big, man. Yo, Zion is if Darvin Ham actually had game. <laughs> Darvin with some weight. <laughs> any, any sort of space, like you have to stay in front of him. If you give him one step, any any kind of space, you're getting dunked on. Yeah. Original or man. Shot, or, or you'll block his yeah. shot, and he's going to grab it and jump it back up before you come down. I mean, but how much ball weigh, though? I ain't even talking about whatever they list him at. How much do ball weigh? 340. Because I yeah, he see him, like, he run down the lane, and he if he put a body on you and the ref doesn't, you know, doesn't call that present-day ticky-tack offensive foul every time somebody falls, like, he's just running dudes over. And Dog, it's one <laughs> highlight. I forgot what player it was. And he, like, dropped his shoulder, and the ball, like, damn near flew into the fourth row. <laughs> And I'm like, man, thank God ain't no fans there because somebody got hurt. Like, Zion is definitely the best. I know what you're talking about. And it wasn't like some super aggressive drop yeah, of the shoulder. He's dropping on him. Like, and he, yeah, he's just too big, man. All right, so the whole city of Philadelphia uh, breathed a collective sigh of relief on Saturday morning. Friday night against the Wizards, Joel Embiid, who hadn't played in a week because of the whole COVID thing, um, he came back two games after the All-Star break, kind of picking up where he left off. He was killing the Wizards. And after a dunk, came down awkward. And it's crazy, though, because remember I told you all that about the All-Star game, and I was like, I'm kind of glad he's not playing an All-Star game because I think he's going to – try to get the MVP, which means he's going to be in aggressive mode, and aggressive Joe is kind of reckless Joe. And he was aggressive that night. And, you know, once he gets into a rhythm and he's busting ass, he gets real awkward, you know, the way he lands. He's always flying all over the floor. So he lands and kind of hyperextends the knee, and he was writhing in pain like it was over. Um, they brought the stretcher out. He ended up walking off, though. And, you know, the whole city (laughs) waited for that MRI, and the results came back the next day saying no structural damage, just a a, a bone bruise. Um, He'll be out for probably two weeks. What do y'all think? I mean, they've already played a few games. What do y'all think the Sixers can do without him for this two weeks? Um, They've held on to the number one spot for as long as, they possibly could. They had the overtime loss to the Bucks last night, um, which should have been a win because they were up 19 in that game. Um, but the schedule is getting tougher. They're playing a few back-to-backs in this two-week uh, stretch. Where do y'all think they'll um, be um, when um, he comes back into the picture? Because right before you say that, be it because I'm gonna let you know. Of course, they're tied with the Nets right now. The Sixers still hold the tiebreaker over the Nets, so they're still in first place right now. With the schedule getting tougher, um, they're tied with the Nets, and I believe they're like a game and a half in front of um, Milwaukee. Maybe a game now because Milwaukee was the ones who beat them. Where in the standings do y'all think they'll be when this two weeks is up and he's back? Third. Third, One, two, hopefully no three. further down than fourth. Third. I say one or two. I think they're playing. They're playing actually, um, pretty good ball right now. Like Ben Simmons is. They're surprising you know, me, man. Guard, they're surprising. Guarding all five positions. <laughs> I think the issue last night, Jim. No, I think the issue last night. 
they finally ran into a team who plays defense just as well as them. So the game was ugly. Um, you know, they were kind of hounded into missing shots that they were they they've been frankly hitting lately. Like they destroyed the Spurs. Um, the Spurs we know aren't what they once were, but they're still in the playoff mix in the Western Conference. Um, destroyed the Chicago Bulls. These are all games that I thought, hmm, without Joe, throw, toss-ups, and they like blowing teams out. I, if you ask me before the Milwaukee game, okay, without Joel, we're definitely going to lose this game. Took the game in overtime after having a 19-point lead. So, you know, they're definitely surprising me. But with them only being – you know, tied with the Nets and only up a game in Milwaukee. I, I think I agree with you, B. Um, I think they will play well in spots and they will win some of these games. But the schedule is a little tougher. So I think against some of these better teams, they might take some losses and end up third by the time he comes back. But, um, hey, third is better than what they would have been if they would have announced the dude was out for the season, man. So. <laughs> Skyview said they blew a 19-point lead. That was garbage. It definitely was, but I don't know. I, I When they had that lead, I never got the feeling that, you know, they were going to keep it that, that type of game because a lot of the looks that Milwaukee was missing in the first half, they, they were just missing. It wasn't really – it wasn't all defense. Um, maybe on Middleton because they put Matisse Thibel on him and he couldn't do nothing with him. But they were just missing shots. And you know a team like that is just not going to miss shots all day. So we'll we'll see where they end up when it's all said and done. Um, so, Jimmy, you say like two and B, you say three? Yeah, I say two. I say two. Listen, even possible one. The thing is, I mean, Milwaukee, even though everybody's hating on um, Giannis these days, um I, they're still one of the better teams in the East. Like outside of Milwaukee and Brooklyn, unless they play Milwaukee and Brooklyn every night, they'll be fine. All right, all right, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. All right, so stat of the week, man. James Harden. <laughs> speaking of Brooklyn, he posted his 140-point game last night, joining a very exclusive club. That club <laughs> contains Wilt Chamberlain, of course. Uh, Michael Jordan, and Kobe Bryant. That's the list. Will Chamberlain has 271 40-plus point games. Michael Jordan had 173 40-point-plus games. Kobe Bryant had 122, and Harden is the newest member of the club with, uh, with 100. I think Harden will probably end up passing Kobe on this. Um that's not really going to be easy with where he's playing now. If Brooklyn can stay healthy and you have Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving with Harden every night, 40-point games aren't going to be easy to come by. So I don't know. Where he's playing yeah. now might be Kobe's only hope of staying in front of him. Yo, <laughs> but if Wilt he was with the Rockets, he'd have it before combined. the end of the season. Wilt has more than Kobe and Harden combined. <laughs> yo, yo what's wrong with Wilt, yo? What's wrong with he him? almost he almost has more than Kobe and MJ. I mean MJ and Harden combined, but yeah, they got what two more than him. <laughs> MJ and Harden got two more than him. Yo, he got more than Kobe and Harden. The same as MJ and, and 
in heart and combined. What's wrong with y'all, man? <laughs> yeah. But the boy world was, was something else. You know. Every day I still gotta hear people saying crazy stuff about him because of he played in the sixties. No wow. human being can do that. Right, my man out of the history books, but it is the man. The internet, man. All you all you gotta do, all y'all got, all you gotta do when you feel like it, is just send them the list, bro. Send them the list of the top fifty. You know, we played against guys that were six three at the center position. (laughs) Lies, and the crazy part about it is, Wilt played against more seven-footers than the average center does in today's game. <laughs> yep. Nobody want to hear that. <laughs> but nobody want to hear that because, sec- because cause people didn't grow to seven feet until, like, after 1975, I guess. So let these people tell it. All right, man. Yo, Will. So that's our stat of the week. Will. Our quote of the week. <laughs> our quote of the week is from Philadelphia 76ers head coach Doc Rivers. He says Ben Simmons is a lock for defensive player of the year. He guards every position. He's everywhere. He literally, at times, swallows players. Unquote. <laughs> Whoa. <I'm a> <laughs> Yo! <laughs> Yo, Austin got called out and teach him, like, you can't talk like that these days, daddy. <laughs> yeah. Yo. Yeah. Yo, yo, but, yeah. So, uh, but, but besides Doc's, <laughs> re- but besides Doc's reckless talk, do y'all agree with him with that? No, I'm not gonna call that young man living an alternative lifestyle. I don't know that he swallows. <laughs> I don't. I <laughs> Is he a lot for a defensive player of the year? Yo, I, I mean, of I course, think he's a barring he stays healthy. But hold on, though. I think that he's one of he's probably the best defensive player in the NBA. But I hate that uh, that whole he guards all five positions. That just bothers me. Cause <laughs> a cat will guard yeah. like a center for like a, one or two positions, uh, possessions, and then they'd be like, "Yeah, he guards centers." Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. Like, what are we doing here? No, you know what though? Because it's been whole... cliche most of the time that it's been used. Like, they actually make dude do that though. But like you said. I, you know, it's not like he's guarding. But it's context to that. You know, it's not like this game he, he guarding, guarding the center, center the whole game. You guarding the center in 2021. You guarding somebody playing on the wing anyway. That's true. So you really don't know. You know, it's not. It's, I get it. It's not really the, the the same because you know you're not guarding. Ben Simmons ain't out there guarding Patrick Ewan who's gonna post him up all night and you know try Listen, to put him. Listen, there's in only the, two big men in the NBA <laughs> that's actually working the post, and that's like one of his, his teammates teammate. and the Joker. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much, but even the Joker come so, out and, and and do some other oh stuff. Oh yeah, and so, so. will Joe. So, so will teammate. Both of them will come out and yeah. let it let it fly. But understand, they're the only ones that like do still operate somewhat in the post. Yeah. So 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 you know, so. I I I definitely feel what you're saying because for once, because I always I never thought like when they used to say that it was always cliche to me because it really wasn't true. For once. It probably is true, but there's context behind it. Because, like you said, first of all, there's not, it's just not those kind of centers in the league anymore anyway. So I'd be interested to see 
Ben, I, I, I go out on a limb and say Ben Simmons can't guard Joel Embiid. Like, like he would no, punish Ben but, Simmons uh, in the post. But in the so, yeah, is, can he guard centers? I mean, yeah, in today's NBA when centers are his size kind of and running around the perimeter. That kind of stuff gets said, and then it you know just becomes like a fact. It's almost like even when they say Magic played center in the, in the 1980 like, Yo, I, I watched right. all those games. Yo, Magic he jumped center. Didn't he play jumped center, center and didn't, didn't play center didn't for the rest And then, you know, I never really brought that up because it, it, you know, it fits my narrative to say that he plays all five positions when you're trying to make arguments. Right. But the fact of the matter is I watched all those games. He jumped center, never played center. And, but yep. when you, hear, when you remember, hear the story told, when you hear the story told, um, they be like, yeah, you know, he played all five positions. He played all five that team. night. Like, come on, man. This is what they do, though. <laughs> it, it definitely is. Uh, but with all that being said, like, I am impressed with dude. You know, it, it's the NBA. You play against superstars. You can't so, shoot threes, though. You know, I know. But you got people out here. Okay, if somebody, you know, if Giannis get 30 or whatever he had last night, people are like, you can't guard Blah, blah, blah. This is the NBA. First of all, superstars are not going to get shut down. What happens yeah, get is you make it tough on people. Giannis did struggle in the first half with, with four points, and he really didn't get off, really get off to where he kind of saved the game for them down the stretch in overtime until Ben Simmons had five fouls and couldn't really do anything with him. I mean, because you can easily see that he wasn't playing the same type of defense because he had five fouls. But listen, man. What Doc does is throw him context, on yo. whoever's hot. They throw him on whoever's hot late in the game, and he shuts that dish down. Like it's impressive, especially when he listen, and man. Bible are on the court at the same time. Andre Andre Eagle Dollar got MVP of the Finals for holding LeBron to like thirty, twelve, and thirteen. Yeah. Because yeah, and they and they swore that he locked right? him up. You know, what no, B, I see, but that's the thing. There's context to everything. LeBron James shot like less than thirty percent when Andre Iguodala was. No, 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 no lie. No, yeah. we know that. Listen, Andre yeah. did a, a hell of a job. No, he numbers, did a great job. Crazy. <laughs> LeBron don't usually. LeBron got his thirty, but LeBron don't usually take twenty five shots to get thirty. In that series, right. he was taking like twenty, twenty. That, that's that's at this point. That's almost that's almost how you have to weigh a good defender against a premium perimeter player. Is right. how many shots shut does it down. take him to get his numbers? Because he got an ultimate free light. The thing about it is the NBA has always been that way. Yo, the star the star guys like them said are always going to get their buckets, but it's how many is how how they is how they get there. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, yo, you don't want cats to be out here like Bernard King going like 18 for 19. Like, you know, he's just uh, <laughs> very efficient. But yeah, then you got I've caught. Seen, I've seen Dominique, like you got I've caught. Seen Dominique score 40 in a game, and Dominique also shoot like 80 times to do it. But, you know what I'm saying? So that's like good defense. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, right. It, but they're going to get their that's numbers. Why, like, I think, I think, if you're, I think if you're Dominique, honest, I think Dominique you, wanted to shoot 40 times. You, you're using the correct context. Like, you can – your man can get 40 and – you know, you and people can say like, "Well, he really ain't cooking." <laughs> Anybody who didn't yeah. see a game, if they just see that, they can be like, "How you ain't cooking if you have 40? Well, you know, if you shot 45 times to get 40, like I can't. You know, if you're gonna shoot every play down the, the the court, like I can't do everything. Like nobody's Superman like that. 
Yeah, my the man will shoot MVP. every time down the court. <laughs> he don't he don't get it it a triple double, a thirty point triple double in the Bull Garden won MVP. That's still funny though. Yo, Kawhi too, same thing. All that, <laughs> like, all that to stop dudes, the kid from Akron, yo. Unlikely dudes, unlikely dudes won Finals MVPs <laughs> for for getting cooked by Bron. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's actually that's actually. Yo, if I'm Brian, I'm bringing it up in my Hall of Fame speech. That's actually more of a credit to you than them. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, I'm the reason why two dudes got the finals MVPs. Yeah. Um, three if you but count anyway. Dirk. But, if Dirk, but when the Mavericks won, they, Dirk was supposed to get it. But, yeah, but yeah that, that's, that's definitely crazy. All right, so before we uh, talk about what happened, why y'all want to grind and get up out of here, uh, let's go to the phone line. We got the homie Tobias calling in from Arizona. What up, Tobias? Roll damn Let me tide. You about to win this tournament? Let me, hey, let me take my phone off the charger first. Good Lord, God. <laughs> <laughs> God, yeah. Boy, I tell you. Look, fellas, I got a, I got a quote a week for you guys. We're not a football school. We're not a basketball school. We're a championship school. That's Alabama Finn. <laughs> basketball coach Nate Oak. Hey, they're getting to the tournament like twice a decade, and now they're hey. in the championship school. No, y'all are a football hey. school. Hey. <laughs> hey, finally, finally Alabama basketball turned a corner so we can fire that the fifth Ninja Turtle, a.k.a. Eric Johnson. As soon as we got rid of him, we finally got good again. Uh, hey, the crazy part oh, about it is everything, everything that's going on in the tournament and, and you know, surrounding college basketball right now, y'all got a damn shot. <laughs> y'all got I a know. shot. If another it's one of the teams win this year, man, I'm going to start. Hey. You're going to be our new betting correspondent. Hey, gonna let go hey knowing our luck, we'll probably get put out in the first round by by Rick Pitino in the fighting strip club. I mean Iona. Uh you know. <laughs> hey Jeff. I don't know what that Chase keeps it up Rick Rick Pitino uh sends him a recruiting letter. You might want to go there with him for for science, you know. Uh <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> it's probably gonna be a good time. I know, but time. but y'all talk the NFL. I got a shocking deal for y'all. The Tom Brady effect is real, right? You know Shaq Barrett only signed for four years, $78 million, like 36 guaranteed, right? So Marcus Lawrence yeah. put the similar production, signed for five years, they still came out for $105 million, 65 guaranteed, <laughs> you know? That's a great point. They swear up and down DeMarcus Lawrence is a, is a star, and he is a good player, but come yeah. on, y'all. Come on, yeah. Y'all. Shaq Barrett. I think Shaq is better, but that Brady effect. That Brady effect. You got to take less. And like me, like even though that's my team and everything, I'm all about getting that's money funny, at the same Brady time. Brady don't really Especially be taking football. less though. He doesn't, Brady and that would kill me. He's getting his money, and yeah. uh, and what he'll restructure like, it and get more as a signing bonus, and people overlook that like he took less money because he's getting less and, per year. Yo, he got it all in his signing bonus. <laughs> and, and you know the stupid part is, like the hot take media talking about, oh, the Patriots finally spent money. When Belichick said out his own mouth in an interview, they kept restructuring these contracts, and they would have to, they, they became a cap hill. Oh, that's what teams happen to teams. 
when you keep restructuring contracts, keep kicking the can down the road, you're going you're gonna to be in cap hell one year. So he was like, even if Brady was here, we couldn't do anything, <laughs> you know. And, uh, and so and that's, that's what's going to happen to the Bucks as well. They keep kicking the can down the road. You're going to be in cap hell. You may be stuck for a year, and now you spend the money now. And, um, and so it ain't got nothing to do with him. But I just thought that Shaq Barrett deal was just kind of funny because he took pretty much less guaranteed money than the guy he was better than, <laughs> you know. And, 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 you know, what kills me is that I think what happened in sports, especially the NFL, where they get mad if fans and media kind of crap on you for taking market value. Now we're supposed to get mad at that press guy and what's Patrick Mahomes because they took 40-plus million to about, well, they can't fill out the team now to roster help them win. It's not their responsibility. The, They're not the team. team problem. They're not the owner. That's the team problem. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that would kill me. Uh, <laughs> because when they cut you, they ain't worried about you restructuring your contract to help them out, <laughs> you know. So that just that is what get kills your money, me little about duffel bag boy. <laughs> yeah, you get your money because this may be it, and and you know and like y'all talking about Drew Brees, right? This is people forget this part. This is why I hate the people don't realize how hard it is to win. And I remember when he first went to the Saints. Everybody was like, "Why he go there? He ain't that good." Because people forget. The San Diego Chargers got the number one pick on the Drew Brees watch, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. And he went to the Saints and got with a great coach that's a great fit for him. And, it's, and like, here's a stat of the week for you guys. It's so hard to win. Dan Marino, with Don Shula as the head coach between ages 29, didn't make the playoffs. It's hard, <laughs> you know. And, and he was and I, and that I think dude. He, and, that's, and he's a top ten talent. And I think that's what people miss, how hard it is to win. And that's why I'm big on, hey, get your money. Because I'd rather have a guaranteed cash than a chance of winning and probably won't win it all anyway. And so that's, that's just how I feel about get, getting your money because a lot of guys want a Super Bowl ring to be like Mike West sleeping under a bridge. I mean, that's what I was to say, but that's how athletes feel as well, though. They might go on TV and say some BS. And fans yeah. eat that up and really think that that's the number one priority for them. Like, if you ask a lot of fans, there's a lot of fans out here who are naive enough to think that winning championships is the first priority for these these dudes. If that's the case, then all of y'all can super team up and and not get paid. Let's go win some championships. <laughs> and, <laughs> I'm not like talking about taking them. a pay cut. I'm talking about let's do it for free then. If that's all you're worried about, but. Come on, these dudes, that, that's not the case. And even the people who appear, you know, they they massage their situation to the point that make you make it look like that's what they're really about. Like, even those dudes are getting their money. Like, LeBron with his one-year contracts and all that kind of stuff, he's getting diesel money in those one-year re-ups. Drew, mm-hmm. uh, not Drew Brees, uh, like we just talked about, Tom Brady. Every time the story comes out, Tom Brady taking less to help the Patriots. Tom Brady taking less to help the Bucks. Yo, nobody's talking about how when this deal is restructured, Tom Brady ended up getting another signing bonus for a restructure. Mm-hmm. So obviously that's the money that they're giving them that, you know, they, they took out of the yearly salary. Like, But people act like they're too stupid to notice that. Like, why do you have to get a signing bonus on a restructure? <laughs> 
I don't know if he did that with y'all, but he definitely did that with the with the Patriots a couple of times. So it's like, yeah, yeah. yeah and and so. the problem is also, I remember Shannon Sharp brought up a good point. Brady not taking market value acts to press the market. The players want the like baseball, right? You remember Alex Rodriguez tried. He wanted to take less money on the Red Sox and the unions. Like, no, you ain't doing it because you messed up the market. And uh, and I think that's one thing there. But I just want people to know. It, like, and I hear all these people talking. Like, I'm the type of guy where it's like, I understand it's hard to win a championship, and it's hard to win two in a row. And every yeah. year we hit the NFL, we go pilfer these guys in and win a championship again. The Eagles won it; they say go win again. Didn't happen. The Chiefs didn't happen. <laughs> everybody about to have a And it's like, hey, they get they spoiled by the Patriots. You know, everybody's yeah. going to win. You know, more now. Everybody's a dynasty. Somebody from Wichita State just got banged on something nasty. Yeah, but uh, and, 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 and you guys talk about football like y'all talking about who next for the Saints. They pretty much going like it could be an open competition. The air quotes. Uh, I think Jameis is going to get the shot this year. See what happens. Uh, you know, and, I, and then see what happens after that. ESPN, the hot take media, keep trying to speak Russell Wilson to the Saints, and even though the Saints have no money, no real draft pick, and the Seahawks ain't never trading Russell Wilson. <laughs> you know. Uh, but they keep trying to speak that in assistance. But I think that he'll have a good year, though. But it just, but at the same time, it's like, well, the story that's fascinating is that hot take media fans decide who they want to give a second chance to perception-wise, or who they cater for perception-wise. And I believe that sometimes some places may not fit, but another place may fit for you, like Ryan Tannehill. He didn't fit Miami, but he found a good spot in Tennessee. And Derek and Derek Henry ran him to a thirty million dollar contract. Greatest, greatest, greatest hander offer of the football. <laughs> yeah, hell, remember, remember, I think it was Jim Plunkett, right, who crashed the burner his first spot. Went to the Raiders, won a couple of Super Bowls, found the right spot. Rich Gannon. Some of these guys, that next stop may be a better stop for them. And uh, and remember this, Bucks fans wanted Teddy Bridge thought he was a placement. The Panthers can't get rid of him soon enough. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, if y'all heard those stories, but Tannehill still threw 33 touchdowns last season, though. <laughs> he did. Damn, Yo, that was play. quiet. Yeah, that, that's 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 tough. And I don't want to knock. I'm not going to knock him for that. Yeah, yeah, only 38. That's only 3,800 yards, and I say only because in today's NFL, you know what I mean. Yeah, y'all know how that. Yo, is. Yo, Dev, you know. Yo, Dev, play action is an mf Oh yeah, hell yeah! Yep. I, I, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying is, uh, that it wasn't because he's the greatest hander off. No, no, but thirty, but thirty-three you know, touchdowns is still thirty-three touchdowns. Yeah. Salute, still, salute to know. him because that's not a that's not a. Them, yeah, that that's not a small number. Yeah, yeah. and I and I close with these. I know you guys got my run because y'all keep pushing me later and later. Y'all probably push the last five minutes next week. But anyway, we, uh, y'all treat, but. Uh, <laughs> But that was a good quote. Well, I think it was Michael Brockers who said he was on the Rams at the time. He said, hey, yeah, Matt Stafford is an upgrade for Jared Goff. But a couple of days later, he got traded to the, to the, to the Lions with Jared Goff's team. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but y'all talking about like – Think them guys been uh, out to dinner yet? <laughs> I hope not. And all I know is that speaking of the dinner, all, all Drew Brees got to do is have have lunch with Sean King, aka Martin Luther King, Martin Luther Cream, aka W. E. B. Debate, 
and, and everything will be off with Kevin because black folks love Sean King for some reason. Uh, but but I, I think, like, y'all talk about the NBA, right? I think, like, LaBello Ball, I think he's in the right spot where he, they didn't start him early. He's not in a crap place like Minnesota. I think he's in a good spot, and they got some good veterans like a Gordon Hayward. And uh, Terry Rozier became a good player. Ironically, the two players Boston didn't keep actually better than Kimber Walker right now. But uh, but he got some veterans there, and, and they and they got a nice nice little young team there. And I think sometimes it's about where you go because Anthony Edwards got talent, but your two team leaders are Carl Anthony Towns, aka the Cowardly Lions, and D'Angelo Russell, the Snitch. Uh, right. That's a, that's, like, not, that's not a good Michael spot. Jordan. Michael Jordan was, you know, he was due to get one right. <laughs> he was due to. Get it's one hard. Right. It, 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 it's, in today's NBA, it is hard because all these most of these guys are one and done at nineteen. You have no right. idea so how these guys are going to turn out now. Yes, you right. don't know. When we were coming up, you had an idea. You already knew, and uh. And even the high school guys have better coaches because they weren't just some AAU guys that said roll the balls out. And and I and I think that's the biggest thing because these guys are coming in back in the day, 21, 22 years old. These guys are coming in 19 playing AAU ball or the G League. And the G League has us coaching pretty much. And, uh, and so I think it's harder sometimes unless you get that slam dunk guy. If you don't have that slam dunk guy, you just don't know. And, and who the hell knew Damian Lillard was going to be there? Somebody we passed on Damian Lillard. Who the hell saw this coming? Who the hell saw this Steph Curry coming? <laughs> you know, that's the stuff that kills me. It's not like you passed on Zion for, for Frank, Frank Kaminsky. <laughs> you know? <laughs> that, that would kill my revision of history. But, hey, you guys have a good one, man, and you guys take it easy. And, and be also seeing right, that Alabama if championship man shirt, too, by the way. Keep, man. <laughs> 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 Yo, if Alabama winning basketball too, man. Come on, man. <laughs> can't do that, can they? All right, so look, man, real quick, we're going to tell y'all what happened while y'all want to grind. But before we do that, just want to let you know, you can sign in um, and, and, you know, hold it down with Skyview in there by itself in the By the Hood chat room brought to you by By the Hood University, man. Go to By the Hood University's website and check out everything they got going on, man. Get you a course on uh, on playing the stock market, cryptocurrency, precious metals, NFTs, just like everything, man. Just go learn, get some financial literacy, because that's what we need to do to build some collective wealth in our community. So check out By the Hood University. You can do that um, straight from our website if you want to. Just go to warroomsports.com. Uh, click on the By the Hood logo at the bottom of the page or on the Partners and Sponsors tab. Just make sure you do that, and uh, when you buy something off the site, just put in the promo code WRS, all caps, and receive 15% off of every course on the Body Who website. So it's not too late to secure your financial financial legacy, so go ahead and do that now. Jim, what happened this week while everybody was yes. on the Grizz Naive? While you were on the Grizz Naive, it's brought to you by Digital Extreme Technologies. Do you or your business need a custom website? Well, Call DigitalExtremeTech.com at 267-205-4203, or you can send an inquiry in right on that site, DigitalExtremeTech.com, or call them at 267-205-4203. Tell them you heard it here in the war room to get that special hookup. Now it's time to talk about what happened this past week while you were on the Grizz Naive. Um, 
Man, sad news, man. A lot of these sad stories. But uh, Sean Bradley, the number two pick from the uh, 76ers back in the day, um, he was paralyzed this past week when a car hit him while he was on his bicycle. Um, obviously, a lot, of, a lot of folks, the first thing you thought of was like Sean Bradley riding a bicycle. Sean Bradley's like 77. Yeah. Actually, he's, first he's actually thing 76. I thought of, how big was that goddamn bike? Like, <laughs> Yeah, so they said that yeah, they said um he was hit from from behind no Dwight and by an automobile um a block from his house in, in Saint George, Utah. Um it's just weird, like to think of that whole thing. First, like a seven foot six, paralyzed dude. Like, damn. But shout yeah, out that's, to, that's to Sean Bradley, man. You know, if there's so any funny thing coming about out Sean of this, Bradley is, somehow uh, Sean Bradley actually wasn't a terrible player. It's just that he was picked nah, number two overall in a draft in for like draft. a bunch of a ball. <laughs> but he was a solid <laughs> player. He actually Weber, wasn't as bad as like people. Weber, Penny, Mashburn. That's that's that's, yeah. that's why. That's the that that's the, the reason. Four. The top four was yeah, Weber, Bradley, right. Penny, Mashburn. And he like, he, he didn't go after those guys. He went second. Which means yep. the Sixers the Sixers actually could have had their pick of any of them. Because remember, Orlando yep. only took Weber to hold them for for Penny. uh for Penny. And and they they yep. traded with Golden State. That could have been the Sixers making that deal. You know what I'm saying? Like, like come on, man. It's crazy, yeah. But yeah, man. So man, prayers prayers go out to to Sean Bradley, man. Um, terribleness, man. Deshaun, uh, no relation to Bubba. He don't think so. Watson, um, he faces three civil suits filed by the man. Masseuse is all in the news this week, man. That's something I need to like, <laughs> give me a rubbing to. Listen, though, um, so he faces three civil suits uh, that were filed by Masseuse that are claiming that he acted inappropriately. He denies it. Uh, you know, I know Dev got a conspiracy that Deshaun's trying to get out of town. Cause everybody I do. I just want to give get away. I just want to give some details on this first because the third one was actually worse than the other ones because the 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 other ones they were just saying stuff like inappropriate touching. And you know he put his shlom on 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 somebody's stomach or something, or you know he put it up against them while they were walking in the room. I didn't mean to. It'd be awesome I didn't mean, 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 mean to make it sound funny. Yeah, it'd be awesome, man. But this third one, they said the third one is accusing him of sexually assaulting a massage therapist by allegedly forcing her to have oral sex with him in December oh, 2020. Nah. Um, cool. I mean, I don't know what nice. he could do to force them to to do that, you know, outside of violence and threats of violence. But, you know, I guess the details will come out. The NFL is investigating it. Um, what I was saying earlier in, in the chat, what Jimmy is referring to, and this is before the third allegation came out i was saying you know we know that houston after all of his complaining and wanting to be out of town 
Houston basically came out and said, no, we're not trading him. He's going to have to play through this contract, and you don't really see much of that these days. So I was thinking, I'm like, we've seen crazier things. Like, what if Deshaun's people got them to plant this story so Houston would loosen up because we know these days teams run from this type of stuff. This will get you traded in a minute. Houston ended up trading them, and then everybody who accused him comes out and says, oh, we were lying. You know what I'm saying? That was my conspiracy theory at first, but then, you know, the the accusations are still coming out and they're getting a little bit more serious, man. Who knows what it what what it really is. But if he didn't do this, I hope he can clear his name. If he did do this, then, you know, we got to treat him like the creep he might be. Um but damn. <laughs> that's all damn. That's that's all I got. What else happened, man? Jim, you muted. Jim, what else? What else happened? Oh, <laughs> all right. I don't know what happened, to Jim. Hey, but, nothing uh, else happened, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I will continue. Yo, yo, oh, Andy, there he is. <laughs> can y'all hear me? Can y'all hear me? Yeah, we can. No, okay. Yo, Andy. Yo, Andy told the straight booted me off. Yo, like, I, yo, even saw on the board, like, yo, he's out of here. Like, what's wrong with them, yo? <laughs> like, but anyway, yeah. man. Um. Another news, man. LeBron James, LeBron Raymond James, is now the part owner of the Boston Red Sox. He's an equity owner of the Boston Red Sox. Wow, more than an athlete. NBA. Mike can never shut up. Anyway. Shut up and dribble. <laughs> more than more than an athlete. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what the percentages are on this. You know, I don't know if this is a more, more than more than Jay Z. Either way, he, yeah. he and his partner, Maverick Gardner. Cardner, <laughs> Carter, <laughs> you know they've they've joined the Fenway Sports Group as a partner, so it gives them ownership stakes in their subsidiaries that not only include the Boston Red Sox but Liverpool Football Club, which LeBron was already a two percent owner um, of, so his stake goes up in that. Um, Roush Fenway Racing and the regional sports network uh, Nesson N E S N. Um, so yeah. Uh, Great move. He said his ultimate ultimate goal is to own an NBA team. And, you know, with his career winding down, I think LeBron is well on his way um, to being able to do that one day or or be a part of that, uh, whatever the case may be. But joining this, this makes LeBron and Maverick Carter the first two black men to, to have a part ownership in that group. In, in the history of the franchise, speaking of the Boston Red Sox. So LeBron said, you know, I think that's pretty damn cool to be the first black people involved in that. And he said it also gives um, it gives people hope and it gives inspiration to, you know, the kids at, at his school in Ohio to, to strive for higher things. So shout out to Bron, shout out to Maverick Carter, still making moves. No doubt. Yeah. I mean, any thoughts be Austin? No, nah, man. Salute to uh, salute to Bron. I think people should uh, people should be excited to share the court with him with the things he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, anyway, man, <laughs> you out of pocket, P. Um, man, 
other other story, man. Like, yo, these these stories, B. Nineteen year old hockey player dies after being hit by a puck. Come on, man. Yeah, Tamir Phaser Two Didn't Um said nineteen years old, playing in his Phaser Phaser Two Didn't in the in a Saint Petersburg Junior League. You know, he got hit in the in the head. He was struck in the head by a puck from the neutral zone. He collapsed, was treated on the ice by the team doctor and paramedics before being taken to the hospital. They worked on dude for three days fighting for his life, and he ended up dying. Holy Rest cow, in peace man. to that dude, man. Way ah. too young. A crazy way to go, man. Shout out to his family. Rest yeah, in peace, man. young boy. Crazy. Man, next story. Damn, cuz. Um, Keyshawn Johnson, his uh, oldest daughter. His oldest daughter uh, passed away at 25 years of age, man. So, yeah. oh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't even. I don't even think they've said how this happened, but you know, Keyshawn basically, uh, you know, announced it the other day, and you just always think, man, I just can't imagine parents, you know, losing kids. Whether they're little yeah, kids, bearing, or, bearing your kids or, you know, or, you know, adults, you know what I'm saying? But you're just not supposed to outlive your kids. So I was like, I can't imagine what parents go through that that lose a kid at any yeah, age, even an adult, man. So shout out to Keyshawn's yeah, family, man. Rest in power to his daughter as well. Man, rest in power, man. My, my grandmother, unfortunately, had the, uh, the duty of burying three of her four kids. Yeah. Crazy man! Ouch! Like, yeah, same man. same with my grandmother, man. My grandmother actually only has two kids left, and she's still alive. Oh. She had six. She had six kids. She has two left, and she's still alive. Oh, so, yes. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. Rest in time. Listen, we we just bought this whole show down. Get the hell out of here. Yo, <laughs> I'm done with y'all. <laughs> so. Before yo, before man. we go, man, let y'all know what happened this day. Yo, yo. <laughs> I go by the name. I'm Pharrell. Ne- Grinding up. I right, stopped myself from, uh, get, from getting emotional, man, to put on some, some drug dealing music so I can feel better. I'm sorry. Word. Word, man. All right, man. This, this date in sports history brought to you by Sports the Book. Y'all know what it is. Sports the Book, one of the greatest sports book books ever written, written by War Room Sports' own Jimmy the Blueprint. Go grab that, warroomsports.com or sportsthebook.com. Go get it, go read it, and enjoy it. March 18, 1995 was the day that Michael Jordan announced that he was ending his 17-month month NBA retirement. This was the day Mike announced it. As we know, the rest is history. He came back with the 45 on. 45 wasn't that successful. Went back to the 23 before the end of the playoffs. Still wasn't able to save the Bulls. Worked out that summer. Came back. He and the Bulls won three straight before they blew it up. Shout out to him. Shout out to that historical moment in sports. Let's get up out of here, man. Too much sadness and misery yeah. going on this week in sports, man. Man, you ain't never lied, man. Just want to say thank you to everybody who tuned in live uh, to listen to our show. Um, those that got through, we appreciate Those who couldn't get to, we apologize. We will be here next week, same time, same back channel. But you can check everything we do at the hub of com. Check out all of our content. Check out our webcast. 
check out, you know, our social media links. You know what I'm saying? Hit me in the inbox. But no 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 um you know, no picks on you know, unless you got nope. some tickle no my yo, um but anyway, at least ask me first. should be found at our hub. Be ready. Just ask me first, man. You know what I'm saying? You got some ugly areolas. No, my. Yo, um. And shout out to Neil. Business, she was man. holding it down in the chat room after Skyview left. I thought Skyview was in there by itself. Shout out, Neil. Oh, damn, my bad. I ain't trying, I ain't trying to have HR come and get me because I said some inappropriate while Neil was listening. I apologize, Neil. It's all love. Um. With that being said, man, everything we do can be found at the hub of warroomsports.com. My book, Sports the Book, you can get at the hub of warroomsports.com. But as we always say, don't accept mediocrity. Be steadfast oh. in the war against ignorance, and we'll see you chumps on Tills Naive. Yes, we will. I wasn't ready on the button. <laughs> Yo, I pressed it, though. Welcome, man. Oh, www.warroomsports.com What? Ain't no more to it.